0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Voice of Adoptees, which brings together diverse and unique voices from around the world to share their stories. If you liked today's episode, remember to give us a like, subscribe, and leave a review. Here's your host, David Shunk. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Voice of Adoptees. Today. We have Annie as our guest, as we are going to dive once more into the confusing, I guess you can say, world of adoption, and we're going to hear what she has to uh, say about that. So, Annie, welcome. We're glad that you're here.
1: Thank you. I'm really really honored to be in this, actually.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Let's start off with fun background details about you. You know, tell us about yourself, where you are, what you do for fun, favorite food, if you like cooking, (laughs) Russian (laughs) food or anything, or...
1: Yeah. uh, So I am 24. I'm from Houston, Texas. Been here since I was adopted, which I was adopted in the year of 2002. I'm sorry. My favorite food, uh, sushi, completely opposite of Russian food. Recently discovered a uh, Russian store in the city of Houston and kind of dabbled in some food and, you know, kind of learning how to correctly make Russian food. But, you know, the starting base right now is where I'm at.
0: Nice. What type of uh, food are you trying to learn?
1: So I saw this like eggplant sauce. They think that they had there. Oh. I have no idea what it is. It's like Egg? it's kind of like a tomato base. You know.
0: It's, is it? uh, It's not Borish, is it?
1: I have no idea. I don't know the name, but I saw it and it had like eggplant, tomato,
0: and, and I thought it was interesting. So, well, that's definitely okay. Uh, yeah, I honestly have no idea at the top of my head. Usually, when you hear uh, people starting to try Russian food, the common one is borscht, you know, because of the beet soup and everything or oh. something. I don't know. But anyway, sounds like you're off to a good start. Let us know how it comes out, and that'll <laughs> determine if I want to come have a bite of it or not. Will <laughs> do. So, Annie, why are you here?
1: So I recently found my my mom, and it really, I don't know, opened my eyes. It made me feel a certain type of way, and I not only does my background have some storyline to it, but I feel like finding my, you know, real mom has made me think differently about the world. So I thought, you know, the voice of adoptees was the perfect presentation of explaining all of that.
0: Wow, that's definitely why we're here, to listen to everyone's point of view. So Mm -hmm. you recently found your biological mother, and now where is she located? Is she in Russia?
1: She's in Russia.
0: Okay, what part?
1: So I have the name, but it's I'm so Americanized that. Uh, it's okay if you, you can't know,
0: pronounce it, but like, do you I, know, like, if it's near the so capital? I or? know
1: it's eight hours away from where I was born, which was Arhangus or Arkhangelsk, or however you may want to say it. So eight hours south of that. Oh, so okay. I don't know the name. I, if I looked it up, I could, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, how about we uh, backtrack a little, I guess, when did you start to feel the need to look for your relatives in Russia? Oh, uh,
1: yes. So it was actually three years ago. And I was, hmm, let's see, my 20s, my early 20s. I, I'm 24 right now. But anyways, early 20s. Yeah, so that'd I, be
0: 21, three years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's 21. See, I, I can do basic math. I love it. I love
1: it. <laughs> so uh, it's 21 someone recommended this lady in Idaho or Ohio, I can't really remember. And so I messaged her, I said, Hey, you know, I'm actually really uh, interested in finding my birth mother. And so she's like, Yeah, of course, we can do that. And I said, Great, here's the documents. Thankfully, my uh, adoptive parents saved everything. So I had, you know, my mom, my biological mom's name, birth year, birth date, the whole enchilada. So when I gave it to her, I was really excited. And so fast Forward, months pass, months keep passing. If message her, hey, any update, no updates, two years pass, still nothing, and at that point I lost hope. You know, emotionally, it kind of wow.
0: Two years, huh? Jeez.
1: Yeah, two two years of it, it was a, a recommended source too, so it wasn't like a you know random person on Facebook yeah, or right. you know internet, and you're like, hey, can you find my mom? It was a you know credible source, so I was really ecstatic. I you know had the energy, the 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 mental awareness of you know finally ready to see who my biological mother was, and so yeah, two years passed, nothing, and. At that point, it's a long story, but I kind of gave up and stopped communicating with that lady.
0: Okay. Wow. I mean, I can't imagine just the anticipation alone. I'm sure you probably were losing hope. I mean, two years is a very long time. And you you mentioned, um, you know, you asked your adoptive parents for the names and Mm -hmm. all this. Was this the first time that you were interested in learning more? Or did you ever think about it when you were younger? Or was this kind of a for the moment, I mean, can you kind of just walk walk us through a little bit of what really inspired you to suddenly say, "Hey, I want to find out."
1: Yeah, no, that's it's a, a great point. So, growing up with my adopted parents, I was emotionally, mentally, and physically abused by my mother, and it's a long story. But basically, I my mental capacity wasn't there to think of my birth parents or anything in that sort, and so. As I got older, I got rid of the toxicity out of my life. And so, you know, when I hit 21, kind of got rid of it. I was kind of mentally ready finally to see who my real mother was. So that's kind of the opening of that.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot more sense. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. That's, that's really unfortunate. And I wish I could say I could relate, but we're there for you as best as we can. So, you know, if you need anything at all, let us know. You know, I'm just glad that you were able to grow up and, you know, be the bigger person in the room, so to speak, and get past that and get to where you are today. So, that shows a lot of character and a lot of strength. So, yeah, so I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Yeah, you're not you're not alone. I've heard stories of a similar to yours about that, where unfortunately, for whatever reason, the adoptive parents and the adoptee just they don't click and causes issues down the road. And I'm sure you're able to tell us some about that. But let's go back to a little bit more happier thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so we left off with uh, two two years waiting <laughs> and nothing. So what what did you decide to do next?
1: Yeah. So. My fiance, he was there by my side through this whole process because it it is a big deal, you know, to find your biological mother for, you know, after 20, 23 years of, you know, wondering, hey, what does she look like? Blah, blah, blah. So we we tried to even get the the cops involved to see if we could, you know, get the lady in trouble for kind of abusing that system for people who are looking for their, you know, their biological parents. Because emotionally, I think that's the most traumatizing thing that you could have when searching for your parents so yeah that that, that was the first part
0: I, i'm just curious of how we got to you know you were looking you were looking and then all of a sudden
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay I'll get, here, here here i am um, <laughs> so, sorry i was like this, nah, you
0: know, don't 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 worry don't worry
1: because <laughs> i have a tendency to talk too much but anyway yeah so. oh
0: believe me i get that every day it's okay you're sp- okay Perfect. <laughs> we, we can bond over that issue together <laughs>
1: So we got rid of that lady. And one day I was looking at that Facebook group. I think it's, you know, Russian adoptees. and Somebody had posted a, you know, recommendation of this lady in Russia that had found her parents in a week or two days or something crazy like that. And I saw that. And so I screenshotted it. And mentally, I was like, I'm going to wait because I don't think I can handle just yet to message the lady and get back onto this train because it was really emotionally traumatizing. So fast forward, there I am adding this lady, you know, within a couple hours, actually of speaking to her, I, uh, Got some information about my biological
0: mother. Yeah, I know exactly who you're uh, talking about, and I've worked with her a little bit in the past. And you know, I've on the side done some searches for people in the past, and she is amazing. She,
1: phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, she, I mean, her con-
0: her connections are legit and everything because what she does is she works with people who work at the registration office. Go f- go figure. So
1: Beautiful. it's straight it, to the source, right?
0: Literally, it's like okay, what's the name? All right, search if they have a valid passport. They have a passport. Boom, there's the name. Here's yeah. relatives. Done. I mean, it's it's about it's as simple beautiful. as you could get. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that that's amazing. So, uh, when you first got this information, what were your thoughts? Like, what were you feeling? Like, I know that's kind of a you know too broad question for well, such a deep, uh, deep thing. You know, deep discovery. But you probably remember where you were sitting, uh-huh. what time it was, what you were doing. Because I do, when I first found results, but let's hear yours.
1: So mine is kind of crazy because I'm a photographer and real estate photographer. And I was out flying a drone, taking some
0: oh, <laughs> photos.
1: <laughs> I know this is insane. Oh, boy. Taking a photo of a property line, you know, they're selling the property. And, um, you know, WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger actually notified me. I don't know what how we started the conversation, but she knew my mom's name and uh, her birth year, and she said to me, "Your mother was convicted of murder and grand theft." So, uh, you
0: know, oh yeah, okay. So that was uh... Uh, I
1: was flying a drone, and I said, "Wow!" Like, uh, like for probably two minutes straight, I was like, "No, I'm in a dream right now. I'm literally in a dream because it was so already overwhelming to see that she could find my mom, but to figure out that
0: she yeah to have to have those results to yeah. have that
1: quick result you know in my mind before i was like my mom's gonna be like something major in russia because i am like my personality of who i am i feel like stems from my biological mother so i'm tough i'm hard i'm a hard worker like she's gonna be somewhere in russia like just busting her butt like she is working that you know in russia she's just you know crazy but uh ironically she uh she murdered someone so uh
0: wow. So, number one, did the drone that you were flying, did it land or did it crash?
1: Well, I have a a self-landing. Ah,
0: oh, good. Okay, making sure. All right. Okay, number two, so when you found this news out, obviously this wasn't what you were expecting. Did you kind of freeze and... I mean, how did you overcome with these results? You know, did you have a big discussion with your fiance? Did you call your best friend up? Did you need to go bent to someone? I mean, or did you just take time to kind of ponder it and just think for yourself? Kind
1: of like both, to be honest. When I found out, I put my drone down, I flipped back down. And as the drone was coming down, I had these cars passing by. And I just had tears coming down my eyes because I I wasn't expecting that my mom had done such a, a crime. So after the realization of what my mom did, like I said, I cried and went in my car and, you know, just kind of sat there for a second and then called my fiance. And I kind of had like a panic attack when I called him because it was really coming into my mind of what I just discovered of who my mom was, who my, I was thinking to myself, well. Like, she killed someone. Do I have that type of trait? Am I going to go kill someone? Is that why I watch so many murder mysteries? Like, it was like equal, equal, like one plus two equals three. Like, that's why I watch murder mysteries because, you know, my mom killed someone. And so all these things were coming into play. And, you know, I kind of like a panic attack. Like, I had a a straight panic attack.
0: Well, yeah, that's very understandable. I mean, no one's blaming you. That's for sure. And I can see why you immediately associate, you know every single action you've ever done since you were five years old to yeah. this new piece of news. But yeah. no, I'm not a therapist at all, you know, or a doctor at any kind, but it just sounds like the human brain kinda likes to over an uh, you know, over analyze situations that we can make sense of something. And unfortunately, that sounds like that was the line you kind of drew right away was you associated all these negative things to finding out the negative news about your birth mother. Wow. Okay. So when when you got the results about your biological mother, did you get any results about any additional family members? Or have you asked or tried searching for anyone else? Or is it just your biological mother right now?
1: Yeah. So after that, I kind of got really addicted to trying to find like any information. Luckily, after the fact, I got a picture of her due to the passport, which was really another huge situation. I asked if she had any other kids, no kids. I was the only child. I asked if she was married. She was never married. She was the only child. My grandmother died really early, 1991, I believe. So Yeah, it it was a really small family. And so right now I'm actually trying to figure out, you know, who my grandmother was and why she died so early and what she looked like, just to see if I can get some more like understanding of where my traits come from.
0: Right, right. Makes sense. Did you, uh, I'm sure you tried to look into the father's side and probably didn't get too far, if I'm willing to guess.
1: Yeah, so the weird thing that I noticed was only the females in Russia, you have the date of birth. Whereas the males, such as my grandfather and my father, there's no date of birth. There's only the first and last name. So
0: yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard that particularly, but I wouldn't say every adoptee. A solid 90 plus percent of either a fake father's name on their document, or it's just the guy that they happen to be married to at that time. So like, for example, on my documents, it was a gentleman that my birth mother happened to be married to at the time, and she just listed him as my father, even though he wasn't. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so it kind of confusing. I don't, you know, it's just kind of just angers me in a way because I feel like back then they had no idea the repercussions that this is all going to cause 20 years down the line. Of course. Obviously, they weren't thinking that through real well because. It really did a lot of damage to a lot of people. Here we are now picking up the uh slack, so to speak
1: the, the pieces of the puzzle and, exactly and the, puzzles, the pieces of the puzzles don't fit, and it's just like, yo, what happened here like
0: exactly, um, weird exactly, so. Now that you have this new information, have you tried any contact to the birth mother?
1: Yes, I did, actually.
0: Okay. Are you willing to share about that?
1: Yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm completely open. Um, All right.
0: Well, how about you tell us about that? How did you uh, go about, you know, what did you say? I'm sure that's a pretty lengthy <laughs> question, but yeah, why don't you just tell us about that?
1: Ah, uh, so because she got arrested so many times, there was her address on her criminal records. So, by the way, side note: turns out she didn't murder the man. She stabbed the man with a knife, but he did not die. So she just got, I guess, proba- probation is what we call it here in America. So she got like two years of it. So just FYI. But but it was crazy because I was like, the lady told me my mom had murdered someone, but then it turns out you know it's like attempted murder, but it's still like a very like you know. Lots of
0: emotions there, but... Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be going around uh, being too proud about that, but... Yeah, but I, side I note, yeah. she didn't kill
1: someone. Okay,
0: all right. Well, I'm sure that gave you some relief, so that's good. Okay.
1: Close to it, though. So anyways, so her criminal record had her address, and, you know, I wrote down, started writing stuff, and I wrote basically... To summarize, I said, I love you. I do not judge you. I, I completely understand why you may have given me up for adoption, like the reasons, you know, if you want to talk, I'd love to. And if not, I totally get it. And so when I went to the post office, they said they do not accept mail in Russia.
0: Oh, was so was this was this recently you tried to write? Yes. Uh, well, I mean, Russia's on pretty much the do Not fly, do not contact, do not send anything left at the moment. Yeah, the best method I would do well, before I give any advice, have you tried <laughs> any alternatives?
1: Yes, I did. I did. I did.
0: Oh, okay, well, let's let's, <laughs> let's let's hear what you did first.
1: Uh, so I asked the lady who found my mother, uh, I said, you know, would you be willing to do it for me? Uh, here's, here's the mail. And she said, yeah, I'll do it. And so she did it. It was, I think, roughly two weeks ago. So nothing bad.
0: I was going to say, uh, that was my. Little piece of wisdom was to reach out to uh, the investigator and have her deliver the news herself. Yeah, I'm sure that your biological mother is probably in shock, so she's gonna spend a lot of time thinking about it. And hopefully, at least you know that she has confirmation that you're okay now. And usually, that's the uh, you know, there's I mean, there's a lot of things a birth mother is curious about. But after talking to a lot of adoptees and about their experience, and talking to my own biological mother in Russia. She would tell me that, you know, every year on your birthday was always very hard because Mm -hmm. it was a constant reminder of giving up a child. So the whole thing about all your biological parents gave you up, they never think about you ever again. Mm -hmm. I I think it's totally false. Like, you bet she did every single year on your birthday. It's kind of hard not to. Or
1: moments. I was thinking that too. Like, if I yeah. had a child, I would probably have bursts of just as I was a child thinking about my biological mother. And still to this day, I'm like, I wonder what my mom is doing right now in Russia. Like, I wonder if she's okay. Like, it's got to be the same type of flip on the biological mothers or fathers as well.
0: Right. No, absolutely. I totally agree with you. So basically, right now, you're at the waiting game of waiting for a reply. From your biological mother or did you mm-hmm. receive one
1: no and mentally i made a note to myself that most likely i will not receive one because my mother you know i did a lot of not investigation but a lot of understanding of who she was as a character and person and she seemed and like i think a lot of people in russia are very low income yeah maybe low intelligence i'm not sure and especially with what's going on right now i think that's that last thing on her plate that she wants to deal with and so yeah i was uh, going
0: to say don't take it personally but if yeah. uh, the searcher mentioned that you know you're in the united states for her own safety she may not be reaching out to you either yeah because even just mentioning america it's just a very obviously a uh, difficult situation right now so you know time will yeah. tell that's usually the best that you know we can say unfortunately It's, you know, not the best solution. Yeah, but
1: time, like time that I pick to communicate with my mother is time. Yeah, I mean,
0: but really, is there any good time?
1: True. I mean, yeah.
0: So, I mean, don't take it personally, you know, just think about the fact that you went 20 plus years and she went 20 plus years waiting to hear anything if her daughter's alive. And now all of a sudden, boom, she's alive and well, and she reached out and now she's waiting so your birth mother's definitely thinking a lot no doubt even if she doesn't reply right away i wouldn't take it as a bad sign and as long as you keep in touch with the investigator and i'm sure she probably left her phone number If what you your birth mom and said if you have any questions you know let me know you know
1: yeah i kind of i wrote the letter as you know to have closure in a way because i figured like i said with who my mother is i don't know if that's with everybody's mom but My mom, she's like in and out of prison and jail. So I don't know if she's in the right state of mind either to that effect. And so me writing the letter was more so like, hey, I'm here for you. I love you. I accept you. But, you know, not literally, but in my brain, I'm like, if you're not going to respond, it's okay. Because I said what I need to say. And I have here some pictures of me. Love you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you did the first step. And I mean, that's that's the hardest part is being the person that makes the first step in figuring out what to say like yeah i just couldn't imagine finding out going i mean it just blows my mind that you waited two years and then all of a sudden went from that to hours <laughs> like
1: uh, i know that's and, what i'm saying i just i couldn't believe it i was like it's like you have trust issues with people too with that i'm like are you sure this is my mother like in two hours you know this and the other lady's like yeah i still i'm still trying to translate the russian documents. right I'm so sorry right. you know
0: well, no, I could definitely see that, and I uh, can understand that and that uh actually segments into a topic that I want to give you the opportunity to give your uh thoughts on is there's a lot of i'd say negativity that stems from being adopted, and necessarily it's not our fault for most of the time. it's not, but it seems that a lot of adoptees as they get older, they start complaining and saying. I guess complaining wouldn't be the right word it'd be experiencing that's a better word yeah, they're they're experiencing yeah trying to be nice cuz we all have similar situations we understand each other you know whether it's anxiety whether it's problems with relationships whether it's separation anxiety whether it's difficulty you know like you just mentioned with trust so i guess in terms of you know being adopted and having all the different you know mental health topics thrown at you cuz that's a really big part of Why adoptees like to learn and learn from each other and figure things out with each other. So in your experience so far, have you gone through your life so far having any of these challenges and how have you been managing them? Well big um, question, I know.
1: (laughs) It's a big one. Yeah, it's huge. It's humongous here because like I said previously, you know, being adopted and then on top of that, like having the adopted mother abusing you, there's there's a lot of emotions to it i don't even know how to start with that yeah honestly it's it's such a difficult question to answer because you i stem from having regret as a child due to what my parents did meaning i was the direction of where i was going to like my path was very different i don't know i'm not explaining it right but basically no no, it's fine if, if you're like if you're adopted with you know, regular family members who promote, you know, going to school, doing sports, doing all these different things, you know, being a healthy individual versus those parents that are are not in the best interest for yourself, the child. You don't understand it at that time, but here I am 24, almost 25. Thinking back is I have a lot of hate and regret of where I am in life right now because. I feel like if I had healthy parents, I would have been in a better situation right here, right now.
0: Right. Well, I can understand that feeling. Did you grow up as uh, a single child or did you have any other siblings? Or
1: So the family is very complex. So my adopted mother had her own child and then my adopted father adopted myself and that child. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay.
1: So it was like a stepson, but but he eventually adopted that stepson.
0: Got it. Okay. So
1: we, I had a quote unquote brother.
0: Yes. Okay. Now, did he have any of these similar feelings, or do you think, or was it just geared towards you?
1: So, what happened basically was my father didn't know, but my mother loved her son, but she hated me, despised me, and so what ultimately happened was she would do everything for the son, send him to a private school, do all these nice things for him. For me, I was left, you know, with nothing, basically. It's a very complex situation, but that's basically it.
0: Wow. You know, I, I've heard situations similar to that, where it's, you get given up for whatever circumstance, you know, abroad, and and you get adopted into a family, and it's almost like it's just <laughs> happening again. Right in front of your eyes. It's like you're being ignored. You're being neglected by the family that's supposed to be loving you and not making you feel neglected. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like giving you the, the, like when you sign the documents as the adoptive parents, you're supposed, it says, like I literally looked at it, like saw it a weekend ago. It said, will you make sure that you take care of, you know, your biological son and adopted. Daughter at the same rate as the same type of love. And yes, we do. We do. And it's like, ah, uh, people, like, no, it did not happen at all.
0: Yeah, no, that's crazy. Yeah, that, that, uh, that sounds challenging. So would you say that uh, a lot of these feelings started in Russia and got amplified in the United States? Or do you think, are you basically blaming, you know, how you were raised by your adoptive mother in the United States for? These difficult, you know,
1: upbringings basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like I said, I think if I was raised with a different family, I would have been in a different situation, um, you know, going to, you know, some big school and this and that. So I think it does stem from the adopted parents, not the biological because I was, you know, four or five, and people always ask me, they're like, Do you remember Russia? And I'm like, I don't actually, really don't remember anything. I remember a smell that my dad has his cologne, and it gives me some type of, you know, feeling of Russia, but that's really it. That's all I can think of, of Russia.
0: Wow. So, despite being neglected in terms of, you know, feeling like you weren't your adopted mother's daughter, right? Did you develop any other, I guess, You can call them issues. As you Mm -hmm. got older, uh, have you experienced any, you know, problems with uh, relationships or identity issues? Because I know a big topic people like to talk about is how they identify. You know, that's that's a big not just being adopted. You know, we're talking about in terms of how they identify as people overall. In the last ten years, you've had an increase of, you know, you know, the big movement of gender equality, and everyone's Mm -hmm. now spending the time to really focus on themselves and who they are. So. Have you had any difficulty about you know being adopted, calling yourself Russian, calling yourself American, and you know, have you had any of these, I guess, troubles pass by at one point?
1: Yeah, and I think it actually goes deeper than just like who I am, whether I'm Russian or American. I think it goes deeper than that. It goes so deep to connecting with those adopted families and also friends, relatives, people in general. I find myself to kind of be mentally older than the people that my that are my age. I tend to see myself never liking people that are my age because maybe they're just immature or they don't have the same, you know, not that I'm being like boastful of myself. You know, I'm childish sometimes, of course. But I think because of my background, I am, I have a different outlook on life. And so I feel like I have issues with not only friendships development, but also your you know, the adopted parents. So I speak to my father still, I don't speak to my mother, but you know, even speaking to my father, I feel this lack of the deep connection that you are supposed to have with your parents.
0: Right. And because you didn't feel like you had this connection, were you hoping to get it from your biological mother?
1: Yeah, I thought about it and I said, well, most likely she speaks Russian and I don't. And so there'd be a language barrier. And if we did have a community, like a relationship, I think it would be awkward. I think it would be weird. I think it would be, I would be happy, of course, mentally and, and emotionally, but realistically, you know, it's been 20, 25 years and different worlds. We come from two different backgrounds.
0: Right. Now, I could see why you would think it's uh it definitely, I mean, the language barrier alone. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, yeah. And it's hard growing up, you have a feeling like you don't belong. Mm -hmm. And as you get older, that can really mess with you uh, in a lot of ways that people don't even really recognize. Have you tried, I mean, to further deepen your connection to Russia? I've heard a lot of uh, stories from adoptees of, you know, they start cooking just like you tried to do. Um, They start trying to relearn the language or join a local Russian community. I know you're in Texas and they have a lot of Russian communities down there, pretty big ones, actually. Have you ever thought about trying to join them or, you know, get yourself involved in the culture and the community to try to really deepen your roots and explore that side of you? It's
1: been very light, um, mm-hmm. starting with my eggplant egg sauce. That's,
0: that's the start <laughs> of it right now. <laughs> there you go. All right.
1: That's the start. And, uh, you know, on top of that, I got a Russian doll. Oh. It's, it's on my nightstand. So, you yeah, know, it's soft waters, but. It's definitely exciting, and I definitely have future uh, visit Russia once it's a okay to to really get into the you know the culture and you know the people and food. I love food, oh, especially. Yeah, no, so I'm mean, You know, yeah. food and- oh,
0: I'm a big foodie myself, and it. Some of the food there is unbelievable. There's this restaurant in Moscow that I recommend, And you know, the capital over there. Mm-hmm. I recommend to anyone that goes there. It's called KB44. That's the name of the restaurant. Oh, wow. They have this They have this meat platter where it's like a company. So if you're vegetarian, sorry, you're not going to like it. But no, it, it's me. it's a combination of like beef and pork and chicken. And they have, you know, oh, yeah. of course, they have sour cream. And I it's have just,
1: a question for you. Uh, because the fact that I know that you've been there.
0: Yes. Yeah
1: you know, I just had this discussion with my fiance uh, at H-E-B and he's getting ice cream. And I'm like, I just like, I don't like sweet things. And I like, I don't know if this is just me or if this is just Russians or or whatever, but I love salty foods. I love, I don't know if, is that normal there or, or
0: what? Well, they are very big fish eaters and they also love to put Caviar on blinis, which are the yes. thick pancakes. They they like you know vodka and pickles. And I'm not being a stereotypical person boys. by saying vodka. They really do like it there. Yeah. But pickles, they love. They you know my family in Russia, my grandmother especially at the dinners we had over there. They'd always have pickles available. Dill, you know, dill's a big spice oh, over there, as beautiful. you know. Okay, um, cool. So kind of salty dill and then sour cream on everything possible. I mean, it's... Oh, I love it's, that. Dude, it's...
1: that's so cool.
0: Heaven, it's heaven. Honestly, I love yeah. sour cream too. Oh, I mean, I, I do too. It's like, it's magical. Yeah, but
1: I'm like I'm always wondering. I'm like, did I get that from my mom or like the orphanage? Like, do they just serve salty foods there? Because <laughs> like I have cravings about salty foods. I it, don't have cravings dep- about sweet.
0: Yeah, it, it depends on the orphanage. I mean, depending on how financially stable it was back in the early years, and of course, when you were adopted. I mean, for people, I was adopted in '96. And in the 90s, born in the 90s, shortly after the Soviet Union fell, so Russia was pretty extremely poor, the government wasn't even fully functioning, orphanages weren't even getting money divvied out for their use. So you had a lot of directors from these orphanages traveling around trying to find like food and the necessities for the children. And luckily, the orphanage I was from was pretty nice, actually, but I will say when I so I visited my orphanage when I was back in Russia, and what? when I when I walked in the door, there was this smell of it was definitely like a soup. Maybe mm-hmm. it, I don't know if it was beet soup, you know, borscht, or it was just potato soup. But I, it definitely smelled like cabbage, and they're you know they're big on cabbage, of course. But it was this welcoming home smelling like mm-hmm. this. It just felt recognizable, and it was the it was just undescribable. Like I just walked in, and I just felt like I was you know, at, at, like, at, at like your grandmother's house, you walk in oh, the yeah. door and it yeah. just felt like, hey, you know, I, I may not remember being here, but it smells like I do. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But so to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm not. But given on what foods they eat, usually, I'd say they love salty foods. I mean, you know, fish and the caviar on top of a lot of things. And they put it on bread. They put it on pancakes. They put it on, you know, they, yeah, between that and their pickles and dill, yeah, I'm pretty sure they like it salty. As long as they chase but they it like, down, they with like a uh, shot of the vodka, pickle but. sauce, right?
1: The pickle sauce?
0: Oh, you're talking about <laughs> um, oh, Yeah, no, I know what you're thinking.
1: Right. They have something here in America, but like, I wonder if that Trump
0: from <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I couldn't tell you that, but I know what you're talking about, though, but definitely. No, but it's a really it's a fascinating country to visit. The culture is so rich, and the history is so rich, and it is, you know, Russian people are known to be uh, one of the most hospitable people in the world, in my opinion, and it's unfortunate that the impression that they send to the world is that they're an angry group of people that hate everyone, but it's just, the way they act is, it's just in their culture. They don't smile at strangers, they think it's weird, and if you're not family or a friend they won't smile at you. And that's just how they are. And the the second largest thing I noticed was when they ask you, how are you doing? They expect a full answer. Like when you ask someone in Russia, like, how are you doing? They're going to tell you about the fam. They're going to tell you about their health. They're going to tell you about their financial status. They're going to tell you about their kids' health. They're going to tell you about your grandmother's health. Yeah. So they like, they they really get deep with you real quick it's real
1: conversation. Yeah.
0: It's not like in the U S it's like, Hey, how's it going? Good. Yep. Good. Bye. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yep. terrible. Nah, I, I, that's a whole other topic. Yeah, I, I, but, um, so, yeah. So, so just kind of recap a little bit yeah. right now, you found your biological mother. You're hoping to get any more information on any other relatives. You're waiting to hear back. Let's say in five years, you know, this is just hypothetically speaking, Mm -hmm. five years of situation in Russia has calmed down. You feel safe that it's okay to travel back. What would you like to see in the country?
1: No, I thought about it already. I would probably visit my orphanage and maybe even sneak by and see my mom and see where she lives first. And of course, food, but those are the two.
0: Right. Well, I mean, definitely the food. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's great. So in the meantime, what have you been doing to um, stay busy? Have you been indulging yourself in Russian every single day, or are you trying to find other things to keep you busy? I mean, I, it's pretty easy to get lost in the stuff. Well, amen.
1: Me. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, you have, like, even this previous Saturday, uh, my dad gave me all my Russian documents and started looking through all of them, reading about my mom, reading about... My adopted parents and going maybe too deep into it. And so I try to balance it because I think that's, you got to have some healthy balance in this type of situation because I think it can go too deep and too dark. And, you know, you have too many thoughts.
0: Yeah. No, I totally understand what you're saying, but it's very easy to obsess about it. And I think we all go through a phase where we, we honestly do obsess about it because it's so unique and it's so, you know, it's full of emotion i mean it, it's exciting it's something new it's something it's like the unknown we want to learn yeah. as much as we can about to it to
1: add to that i'm sorry i hate to interrupt
0: oh don't don't be go ahead
1: but but to add to that that brought something into my mind is we go so deep into our thoughts about our biological parents our who we are as people you know as adoptees that people from the outside tend to not really understand What we go through. I found that pretty big when I started dating my soon to be husband. His family are French and they are super close. They're super loving. They are always on top of each other, always communicating, always talking. And, you know, I had a really difficult time being in that situation because for me, it's like I never got that type of love. And the thing is, when people speak about it, of course, they're very respectful, but I don't think they understand the depth of what we adoptees go through. Whether it's finding our biological parents, whether it's us feeling lost as individuals, whether it's us just, you know, we are not connected as to humans on this earth that are With their biological families, it's just this grasp of like I feel like not understanding, and that that's why I think a lot of people who are adopted have that sense of plate like disconnection, uh, misunderstanding.
0: Yeah, you're referring to a big gap that we experience, and others don't. And I agree with you 100. That was that was very well said. That and you know part of the reason why I started this podcast was to promote a sense of understanding, not only for adopted uh, individuals like you or me or anyone else, but for those who aren't adopted, like, you know, uh, adoptive parents have been listening to try to figure out some tips of, you know, how to deal with their kids if they want to find their families. you know, they want to hear what their adopted experience so then they can be prepared, you know, of Mm -hmm. maybe we might have questions or, you know, our our intent is, it's a positive one, you know, Mm -hmm. even if we talk about negative experiences. It's all about we're we're getting together, we're beginning the conversation. And that's the big selling point really is we need to promote that adopted children exist too in the world. Our thoughts matter, our feelings matter. But as you said it yourself perfectly, there's still a lot of misunderstanding around the field of adoption and deep down inside of what we go through that people don't understand. So if we keep sharing our story and we get out there like you're doing and others, and I think it's great. And yeah. I think a really positive uh, message that you could send, actually, I just thought that, you know, if you're comfortable doing this, I'd recommend starting like a blog, blogging mm-hmm. and talking about this and just getting your word out because, I mean, even people... Oh, are going so
1: like, antisocial,
0: though. <laughs> antisocial? You're on you're a podcast talking... No, well, this is
1: the first time it's, in my life... This
0: I was going to say... Uh, my our, life. That right. I've
1: never spoken about this and wow. I do it because there's been a lot but I I tend to close myself so this is a big
0: step. It is a good step for not just yourself but for a lot of people and just so you know we get hundreds of views so you're going to get your message out definitely. So Yay! um that's great. You know, you you've been fantastic this evening. Your I message is strong this. and positive and you're definitely going through a lot but you have a sense of, I think, understanding that it's difficult, and it's going to be difficult at times, but you have the drive. I can feel it, and that's something that you should hold on to. Um, So I'd like to uh, give you just a few minutes to pass on some uh, words of wisdom from Annie. I was trying to come up with a phrase like, oh, advice from Annie. There we go. So go ahead.
1: As uh, As a Russian always keep your ground and i'm just kidding i'm just kidding no no because you you brought up the sense of um being very you know uh level-minded uh personality and i think it might stem from where i am
0: yeah. i thought you were going to say stubborn because russian people are very very stubborn
1: well, i was going to say that too because we are and to end on this um i totally feel what people go through especially adoptees and i think the best thing to think about is what you've done so far as a person and how far you've come because i think this is by far the hardest thing to go through being adopted and figuring out your life kind of by yourself so you know all i can say is just keep going and don't don't let others put you down
0: yeah that's Very good advice. Keep going. And no matter what is thrown at you, you know, you are a perfect example of how you can overcome these, you know, difficulties that you've been facing so far and are, you know, are going to continue to face. It's going to be challenges. I mean, that that Mm -hmm. unknown is still there for you because you're still in the early stages of finding your, you know, biological mother. So who knows what can happen in the next five years or the next six months, you know? So you're still living Mm -hmm. in that period of uncertainty. But just know that, uh, you know, the adoption community is pretty powerful and we're strong. We're all here for you. And again, thank you so much for sharing a very deep side of your life. And I know it's difficult for some people, but you did it very eloquently and thank you. almost like you've that. done it before. But uh... you
1: know, uh, maybe in my brain, like, <laughs> you know, like over and over and over again of my life, I'm like, man, this should be like documentary because I think a lot of people would probably, uh, understand or Uh, i I, can relate heavily on this because like you said it's just not spoken about and it's not a thing it's not a crisis it's not it's not a problem in the world but it is a problem it is a thing it is uh the lack of 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 self yeah
0: it's it's and and we're providing another tool for people to hopefully heal wounds that they have yeah and i think that's a great stepping stone Annie, thank you again so much for stopping by. Please keep us updated on your mm-hmm. journey. You can stop by anytime. Love to hear any news from you at all. But really, again, thank you so much for stopping by. It was a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much. I'm, I'm very thankful to be here.
0: Thank you. Advice from Annie. That was advice <laughs> from Annie. Thanks for stopping by, everyone, at another episode of Voice of Adoptees. We will be airing new episodes every Wednesday morning. You'll be able to hear Annie's episode in the coming weeks. If you know someone who's adopted or you're adopted yourself, feel free to stop by, sit down, and have a friendly chat with us. We'd love to hear from you. We can find us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google, pretty much every podcast out there, Spotify, and on our website, www.voiceofadoptees.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Voice of Adoptees. Please take a moment to like, subscribe, and leave a review. See you next time.